Hey guys, it's the Chad Prather Show. Welcome to Wednesday. Apparently, National Guard DPS are blocking illegals from crossing the southern border of the United States. Uh, nine Biden family members who allegedly got foreign money are being identified by the House GOP. Donald Trump's been found liable. And of course, Tucker Carlson is on Twitter with a statement. What do we want to get to first? All right, let's talk about what's happening at the southern border. Tomorrow is anticipated the... Um, the uh, pulling down of Title 42, we know that there are about 750,000 illegal migrants that are uh, pushing their way towards the southern border. We've shown you clips of that. If you're not following me on Instagram and on Twitter, you need to be at Watch Chad. I have got some gripping video clips on there that will absolutely blow your mind. And if you're wanting to know what you can do to be involved, particularly if you're a Texan, but if you support what's happening in Texas on the southern border, you need to follow Texans for Strong Borders and see what's up. All right, let's talk about it. Let's show you the little clip. Uh, National Guard and the DPS blocking illegals from crossing. Um, play that clip real quick, guys. Here you see them coming across the Rio Grande River. They're coming into Texas. Uh, there is razor wire being stretched out across the top of that embankment with uh with guard members they're supposedly repelling um you know a lot of people are praising governor greg abbott for this um okay i'll give credit where it's due i see something happening here uh they don't you know there's two walking away i, I don't see this is a group of maybe i don't know 40 people 30 people and uh, there's a couple of them turning around, going another direction. Now, unless this is happening all the way across the border here with a complete line of uh, human uh, blockade as well as, um, you know, some form of a barrier, it's they just going to go down river 100 yards and come across in another spot, right? So there's got to be more. This is too little too late. I mean, now we're in a situation where we are literally, you know, less than 24 hours away from the repeal of Title 42. We're going to, uh, we've seen the surge. We've seen what I'm calling the invasion coming to the, so the southern border of the United States. Um, this is not good, guys. This is not good. A little bit of razor wire. I promise you if a 30-foot if a wall isn't going to keep people out, a little bit of razor wire ain't going to stop them either. Uh, they'll clip through that. I mean, they're not going to put border guards and DPS agents. They're not going to put National Guardmen, Guardsmen down there on that on those spots 24-7. They're just not going to do that. Um, it, eventually, this is just going to open itself right back up. Um, you know, this one isolated clip, it's something. I mean, again, give credit where it's due, but this is not enough. This is just simply not enough because whenever you have – uh, bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., all the way up to a presidential administration that's just telegraphing to other nations that it's okay to come here uh, without any ramifications, they're going to come. And a little bit of razor wire is not going to stop the overwhelming flow that is on the way. Now, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, had this to say on Texans blocking illegals from crossing. Play the clip. Uh, we've just seen some images from Texas showing that Texas National Guard and DPS physically blocking migrants from uh, 
climbing up the riverbanks and accessing U.S. soil. Um, does the department believe that that's a legal enforcement posture by the state of Texas? Uh, Nick, um, I I'm going to leave it to the, our Department of Justice to, uh, to speak to the lawfulness or lack thereof uh, of those actions. Yeah, so we're going to send that over to the Department of Justice to see if these men and women at the top of that bank that are in uniform repelling the people coming up that embankment to see if they are engaged in an illegal action. Forget the fact that the people climbing up the bank from the river are engaged in an illegal act. Mayorkas is going to submit these men and women in uniform who are repelling the illegal actions to see if they are engaged in an illegal act. This is the clown world shit show we're living in when the secretary of homeland security has to determine whether or not these men in uniform who are there with authority under the direction supposedly of the governor of the great state of texas um i'm trying to figure it out here i'm just trying to figure out where the logic is the fact that a reporter has to ask the question, are we going to hold these people who are in uniform, who have a badge, who have taken an oath to defend our property, to, def to defend our person, to defend our rights, to defend and protect our liberty? Um, we're going to see, are they engaged in an illegal activity? Put the picture back up there of the river again. Put the picture up there. So on one side of razor wire, you have people in uniform. I can't stress this enough. On the other side of the razor wire in the river are people actively engaged in a criminal activity. And the reporter has the audacity, the raw gall, the balls to ask the Secretary of Homeland Security, are the people in uniform disobeying the law? Should Texas be held accountable? I, this is why I'm saying, I told you yesterday, if you missed the first segment, the first 15 minutes of yesterday's show, when you're done with this episode, go back and rewatch it. Because again, we're not living constitutionally anymore. We're not. The fact that you're accusing border agents, DPS, National Guard, law enforcement of breaking the law by protecting people's property protecting our nation, protecting our border, protecting our sovereignty, making sure that they stem the flow of illegal activity coming into our nation. We're going to submit, submit that to the Department of Justice. Wow. All right. Uh, Mallorca says the border's not open. I mean, a little bit of razor wire's got them shut down, maybe. Uh, play that clip. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. The lifting of the Title 42 public health order does not mean our border is open. What does it mean? In fact, it is the contrary. <laughs> is it? <laughs> because 750,000 people south of the border don't seem to think so. The uh, streets in El Paso are literally flooded with El Salvadorans. Now, I don't know how well you guys did in geography. I don't know if you know where El Salvador is. I, I don't know if you uh, understand the landmass that is between the southern border of the United States and El Salvador. Uh, but somehow, unless again, like some of these Chinese nationals found the wormhole from Beijing, somehow they found a wormhole from El Salvador to El Paso. They walked a long way with a very intent purpose. I mean, a very clear mission in mind to get to the, uh, to the U.S. And here they are. They're here. They're literally in our country. 6.3 
million illegals that we know of have crossed the southern border of the United States this year alone. The border has not been open. I mean, I'm sorry, the border has not been secure. In fact, it has been open. You ask anybody, anybody that's come across right there, those guys, listen, that's why those guys, if you look at that clip of them in the river, they were just turning around to go find another place. Is your microphone on? Make sure it's on. That's, that's what, they, what did. they did. They literally, I went to uh, the Bill, which is the guy from Fox News. They literally just panned to the right. They just went the other way. Yeah. So it's uh, not like they were effective. If you think about it, they weren't effective in stopping those 40 um, illegals from crossing over. All they did was push them down a little bit further, and that's it. Yeah. And notice the optics, too, of that river crossing. First yeah. of all, optics is everything because uh, I've been to the border. I've been to where there's a pieces of wall that you can walk to the end of it and just walk around it. Um, the optics on that, you know, you've got small children, particularly young girls, little girls on the shoulders of these migrants. Uh, the optics is everything. How dare these evil um law enforcement members repel these children put them back in the river these poor babies on the shoulders of these other you know it's yeah it's there's a lot to the optics right there a lot of um a lot of uh fighting age males let's put it that way with little girls on their shoulders i'll let you deduct from what i'm saying what potentially could be happening here um it's all about the optics though all about the optics all right um what's that yeah what am i seeing here oh that's just the other side right there yeah they just they just went around the whole deal um now i know there are those of you living in other parts of the country and if you're watching this show you're listening to this show you're you're pretty astute to what's going on you understand that what's happening at the southern border of texas new mexico arizona and california it is going to affect you too they're they're going to migrate all over this country and so regardless of who they are regardless of the motives that they had in coming here they're here they're not coming across through points of entry you saw right there in that clip uh, they're holding onto a rope, pulling themselves across. They, they um, are not coming to a point of entry. They're not coming to a point of processing. They're not coming to a place where they can procedurally and legally come into this nation. And uh, we're in trouble. Uh, I don't have to continue to harp on that point. They are, we are in trouble. Now, um, the Biden family, the Biden family, speaking of illegal people, Um, The House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has identified nine members of President Biden's family on uh, today who allegedly received foreign income after uh, teasing this bombshell for weeks. Uh, He said, since you ask, I'll tell you. And um, let's play it. Joe Biden's son. That's Hunter. Joe Biden's brother. That's James. Joe Biden's brother's wife. That's Sarah. Hunter Biden's girlfriend or Bo Biden's widow, That's however Hallie. you wanted to write that. Yeah. Hunter Biden's ex-wife. Kathleen. Hunter Biden's current wife. Melissa. And three children of the president's son. 
and the president's brother. Yeah. So we're talking about grandchild, a grandchild. That's odd. Most people that work hard every day, his grandchild doesn't get a wire <laughs> from a foreign national or anything like that. So I, I can assure you that my children have never received a wire transfer from a job that I've gone off and done. No, they haven't. And I'm telling you, I, I, uh, I've got the records. I can prove it. <laughs> I can prove it. Tomorrow I, will, tomorrow I will be in Kansas. I will do a show. I will get paid for it. Saturday night I will be in Kansas. I will do a show. I'll get paid for it. Next week I'll be you know, in Texas doing some shows. Week after that I'll be in Tampa. I, I've done a lot. Uh, the president of the network here at Blaze, he asked me yesterday, he said, if you, how many shows do you think you've done? I said, I need to sit down and count. He goes, have you done a thousand live shows? I said, yeah, I, I have. He goes, that's a lot. I was like, yeah, in the last uh, you know, 10 years I've, done, I've been on stage a thousand times. And um, he said, um, I, he said, that's really a lot. I was like, yeah. And, and I was thinking about it. At no time has anyone in my family besides me gotten a wire transfer. No. I mean, I, I don't, why would I need to have um, my kids and my brother and his wife? his wife? I mean, my sister-in-law, she's a sweet girl. But I've never had them wire transfer money to her. Uh, she'd probably be happy, but I've never had them wire transfer. You know, like I've never called the executives at the blaze and said, Hey, next quarter, when you pay me, send it to Lynn, <laughs> send it to my sister-in-law, please. Uh, just, it's never happened. So we'll talk more about this after the break. Uh, president Trump recently issued a very dire warning from his Mar-a-Lago home. He said, our uh, currency is crashing. And will soon no longer be the world standard, standard, which will be our greatest defeat, defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. Now, the fact is there is one asset that has withstood uh, famine, wars, and political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. Gold. Speaking of live shows, I did a live show on Saturday night. You know what they paid me in? They paid me in gold. Yes, and I'm very happy about it. They could do it every time. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, now, you can own gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. So text CHAD, I spell it CHAD, to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is the safe haven. How much... How much more time does the dollar have? We don't know. Protect your savings with gold like I have done. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau. Thousands of happy customers. Text Chad, 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Again, text Chad to 989898. We'll be right back. Now, I am being somewhat facetious when I talk about them transferring uh, my paycheck over to my family members. Because let me be real clear, that would actually be legal. That would be legal. What is it that's so significant about Joe Biden that makes it a crime? Well, play the clip. First instance, while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. 
Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with a Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates' account that funneled the Bidens' money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. In mm. fact, the money stops flowing from the Romanian national soon after Joe Biden leaves the vice presidency. This is a pattern of influence peddling. This appears separate from any payment Hunter received from his work connecting this individual to a U.S. law firm. All right. At a time like this, I want to quote the great Maxine Waters when she said, Impeach! Impeach! That's illegal. That is influence peddling. Is that the phrase he used, actually? He said influence peddling. That's, he was the vice president of the United States. And they thought they were slick. And, and guess what? They are slick. Slicker now shit. They're slick, man. And we'll see if anything's going to be done about this. Now, let me tell you what will happen and when it will happen. Okay? When, let me start with that one first. When they decide that Joe Biden is not their candidate for 2024, and that's coming, because they're not going to let that old coot run for president again. They're not going to. He can't. Uh, They need a puppet. There's no doubt about it. But Joe is dangerous. They don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. So they got to be careful. You can't let the dementia go... But so far, you know, you, you see Joe, he does his, he comes out to the helicopter, he does his little Biden shuffle where he just shakes his arms a little bit faster, pretending like he's running. Joe, Joe's going to do that Biden shuffle one too many times. He's going to run up to the press corps right there and he's going to say something and it's going to be bad. So things like that can't happen. So when they decide they're done with him and that's coming, that's coming very soon, uh, then they're going to let these types of charges stick. Now, until that, until they're not, until they're done with him, that, that's okay. They'll they'll brush this under the rug. The media will work on their spin. This will just be a witch hunt for the poor little, well-established, well-heeled D.C. cornerstone Biden family. They're, they're just being attacked and persecuted by you crazy white right-wing MAGA extremists. No, no, no. He got a million dollars. And a lot more than that, that's just, this whole deal is scratching the surface. These guys made tens of millions of dollars. Very lucrative business, if you can get it. All it takes is being vice president. Now, here's the thing. Um, let's, let's, go back, let's go back through my list here. Because Hunter and James and Sarah and Hallie and Kathleen and Melissa, and the three children of the president's son and the president's brother, they would not have gotten a dime had it not been for Joe Biden being the vice president. So, so look at this happy little family. I mean, hell, I'd be happy too, other than the fact that they broke the law. And uh, <laughs> now it's being exposed. I want to see that grandchild's mugshot.
That's where I'm at. I want them in juvie. I want them in juvie. I, I want, you know what? Hey, listen, it used to work, right? When you pulled down the emperor, you killed his kids too. I mean, <laughs> you took, what? You got to get rid of them. It's a whole deal. You got to get rid of them. So let's put them in juvie. I'm not saying execute the kids. I mean, I'm just saying, let's put them in juvie. Let's, let's make an example out of them. Some shock therapy. Something. No, seriously, though, this is, this is honest to God, all, all joking aside, this is a crime family. This is a syndicate, man. This thing runs deep. And <laughs> this is why th th this was, he's part of the cabal. It was his turn to be the big boy chairman of the board at the country club. They made him president. He did all of his stuff. There's no telling how many people got rich because of Joe Biden's influence. No telling how many people. But my gosh. The grandchild, you know what? And, and what's funny is he don't even acknowledge the seventh grandchild, the one in Arkansas. That kid didn't get a dime. Hunter Biden's over there, uh, supposedly, you know, in court for not paying child support and taking care of this kid. Uh, and that kid ain't getting a dime. They should have wired the money to that kid. Ah, it's insane, dude. Um, yeah. So, uh, Comer. It's got the goods on them. They've been hinting at it. Here it is. The White House did not immediately respond uh, for comment, and that's where we're at. So uh, they have sought out millions from China, Mexico, Romania, Russia, Ukraine, which kind of makes you wonder, you know, the fact that they've gotten money from Mexico, and now you see all this happening at the southern border. Very interesting. It's very interesting. And you know those people, they don't stop in Mexico. They keep on coming. Well, they're not going to stop in the, they're not going to go to Canada. They're coming here. They came here and stopped. What made them stop here? I mean, these people aren't just on some migration pathway to north. Like they're not, they actually have a destination. And it ain't Canada. These migrants aren't going to Alberta. They're coming here. Well, they also didn't stop in Mexico. Why not? Mexico doesn't want them. Mexico's just ushering them right on through. Why didn't Mexico stop them? Well, maybe Mexico's in cahoots because Joe Biden uh, knows they got the goods on him and he can't hold Mexico accountable. So there you go. He can't do it. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but um, at least at this stage in the game, Gavin Newsom, speaking of criminals, Gavin Newsom has put the Knicks, he's put the kibosh, he's put the 86 on the whole reparations debate. Yeah, he, he said, we can't, wait, 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 we can't do that. And so now the Californians, are, are a lot of them are pissed at old Gavin. And uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see, if, we'll see what's going on there. But um, yeah, so Saturday night, I'll tell you the truth, man, they, they came to me and uh, did that show Saturday night. She said, well, the bank's closed. It's Saturday. And I go, oh, here we go. She goes, do you mind if we pay you in gold? <laughs> I was like, that's, hey, the appraisal value on this show just keeps going higher and higher. This is, this is a show with appreciation. Uh, it's just going to keep rising as gold goes higher. So absolutely. You know, I, I, keep, I keep gold and silver. I keep, uh, I keep bullion. I keep all that stuff. I, I believe in it. I believe in precious metals. I believe. It. And listen, people always say, 
you know, well, if the dollar, you know, the money behind the, or the value behind the dollar, what's it going to be worth? People always come back to gold, people. They always, throughout human history, they always come back to gold. So I think we'll be all right there. If you got some, get it. If you can get some more of it, get more of it. Oh, boy, I want to talk. I'm going to I'm going to wait till after the break. I really want to spend some time talking about this uh, E. Jean Carroll thing with uh, Donald Trump. Really want to give you some safe analysis on that. Uh, absolute insanity on every side of the proverbial coin there. Uh, just just watching this thing unfold is our, our justice system, if you can even call it that, is just absolutely defunct. It's defunct folks and um yeah i don't know if you know this or not guys speaking of california california has launched a new snitch hotline to report hate acts and hate incidents including wait for it name calling yeah you can find the article at theblaze.com that's right california's launched a new hotline for hate acts gavin newsom man and the california civil rights department they they got a new uh california versus hate and through the hotline, you can you can call up and snitch on your neighbors. So if uh, somebody gives you a big old middle finger and an F you, you can call them up. And uh, it's, uh, it's the hate incident is a hostile expression or action that may be motivated by bias against another person's actual or perceived identity. <laughs> well, officer, he looked like an asshole to me. So... <laughs> Yeah, perpetrators may be motivated by different discriminatory biases, including but not limited to. It could be all these. A bias based on race, color, disability, religion, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender, including gender identity. Let's see if I can break that down. Well, not only was he an asshole, but he was brown in a wheelchair. He was a Muslim. He came from Saudi Arabia. He claimed to be a woman. And he was pansexual. And I hate all of that shit. And they're like, you know what? That's seven counts of hate right there. Um, <laughs> so if you want to summarize all of them, that's the whole deal. Oh, yeah. Interestingly, the definition of a hate crime under the California Penal Code is much stricter than the broad definition the hotline provides. That's right. Um, yeah. So some random person on the other end of the phone is going to be like, you know what? Sounds like a hate crime to me. <laughs> Chad, Hello? that sounds... Sounds Hello? like someone I'm going to have to crank call this hotline. It would be a shame. <laughs> we really I, need to crank call the hotline. Yeah, it'd be a shame if someone did that and wasted these people's I good mean, time. I mean, well, you know what would happen if you know, somebody maybe in, in Texas and <laughs> said, Hi, I, hello, I would like to report a hate crime. <laughs> I'm going I'm to get on the FBI's most wanted list for, for slurs. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to report a hate crime. I was working at my 7-Eleven. I identify as a female. <laughs> I am from Pakistan. I am in a wheelchair. I did not come here to deal with this shit, man. I am a happy Muslim. My skin is brown. And I want to be a pansexual in peace. California, could you help me? Yes, we'll uh, get you registered for some reparations right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you don't want to be a victim of a hate crime, you need to eat some superfoods. That's right. Uh, we know that it is important to do business with people you can trust, people who share your values. The founder of Texas Superfoods is a veteran. He's a Texan. He's a homeopathic doctor, and he has committed himself to getting you 
out of the American medical system so that you could take your health into your own hands. So he developed Texas Superfoods. Now, Texas Superfoods, it's a vine-ripened, antioxidant-rich, raw, natural fruits and vegetables supplement, and you know how important it is to keep your immune system strong. You know there's a bunch of crap on the market that tries to fix symptoms to your health issues, but the simple truth is that your body, when you feed it properly, has the amazing ability to ward off and even fight disease. So I take Texas Superfoods every day. I feel great, and uh, I love it, especially on the road, because my diet ain't always that great. And I know with Texas Superfoods, my body has what it needs to keep me functioning at my best. So give them a try. Go over to TexasSuperfoods.com. That is TexasSuperfoods.com, and we'll be right back. All right. Um, before we go to Trump and E. Jean Carroll, I got, we got to talk about the southern border thing again. Listen, we have legislators out there who, who have some common sense ideas and would like to remind you that, this, uh, that we need to really and truly appreciate those that are coming to our southern border. I want to present to you Exhibit A in the form of uh, Georgia Representative Hank Johnson. <laughs> to create crisis at the border so that uh, people come here and they are always subject to being illegal workers. Um, and we need to do something about that in this country. Those folk who are coming across are the ones who are helping to put food on our table. Without them, we're not able to eat. If you if you turn them away, if if all of them were uh, turned away and then you this legislation passed, making it easier to get at people who are already here legally and you have no immigration, then we would have no food on our plates. We would have no <laughs> nobody taking care of uh, the building, the construction of our uh, home. Don't we leave out the roads, Hank. Cleaning up in the hospitals. Oh, uh, you know. Honest work. Cleaning our house. That deserves an honest day's pay. You know, that's the kind of system that we need to have in this country. Immigration is important. And my friends on the other side of the aisle want to uh, pretend that they want to close this board. <laughs> Shut up, Hank. <laughs> Shut up, Hank. I mean, forget the low-key racism. That's inherent in everything he just said. Oh, and if, for those of you who don't remember Hank Johnson, Hank is a guy that said if we could keep putting people on Guam, the island's going to tip over. He's the guy that said, my fear is that the whole island will become overly populated, that it will tip over and capsize. I don't know if black voice is the same as black face. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, Hank also is the one who said we need a constitutional amendment to allow the legislature to control the so-called free speech rights of corporations. <laughs> well, they keep putting these morons in office. I mean, that's just that's it. Um, ah, let me say something about this uh, Donald Trump thing. Now, first of all, Trump talks too much. He talks too much. He, he gonna wind up. You know, you, you, if, if, if Trump ever truly winds up in prison, it will be because he doesn't shut up. He, he thinks he's funny, and he is. 
uh, he, he, he just keeps talking. He keeps talking himself into these holes, and he doubles down on it. And I don't know. I think it's honestly a mental disconnect in the man. But uh, it's funny. It's, it's it, it, again, we're all sales guys, right? We tend to talk too much. We tend to say too much. Um, but here it is. So Trump, God, where do we start with this thing? So Trump has been found liable, contrary to what Harry Sisson said on, <laughs> you know, on Twitter today. You know, our little Gen Z mouthpiece that's being paid ultimately by the DNC who says, Trump is guilty. He wasn't found guilty. You don't get found guilty in a civil suit. Uh, that is in a criminal case. He's found liable. Um, I mean, shocker that a nine-member jury in Manhattan's federal court said that he sexually abused and defamed writer E. Jean Carroll. Um, he said, I don't have no idea who this woman is. He said, the verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. Uh, they, um, they awarded E. Jean Carroll $5 million. She'll never see a penny of that. Mark my words, she'll never see a penny of that. It's compensa uh, compensatory and punitive damages in the civil case. Uh, she alleged that Trump raped her in a dressing room at a Bergdorf Goodman store across the street from Trump Tower. Uh, jury did not find Trump liable for rape. And while she did that, can we go ahead and play the clip with Anderson Cooper there? Yeah. Cringe. Here we go. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and rabbit. <laughs> which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Gene realized that he's gay. Yeah, you're fascinating to talk to. She's on whatever Nancy Pelosi's on. They're doing the same stuff, the same substance. You're fascinating to talk to. I I don't think that most people think of rape as I think they think of it as sexy. Sexy. No, no, quite literally, no one thinks of rape as sexy, except for maybe Bernie Sanders, who wrote some about some fetishes a long time ago. Uh, but he did talk about rape fantasies. Um, yeah, so the defamation stuff came because uh, Trump said she's lying about the alleged rape. Now, I posted on my social media, which you need to be following, at Watch Chad, uh, on my Instagram and my Twitter. I said, only in Manhattan... Could uh, only a Manhattan jury could find Donald Trump both not liable in a civil suit from a nut job who accused him of rape and also liable for defamation for denying that he raped her. Now, keep in mind, she just admitted that her interaction with Trump was not sexual. So the fact that Trump said she's a nut job. It says she's, you know, she's lying. She's crazy. That was where the defamation was. So on Twitter, all the re-reads are calling him a serial rapist and a serial harasser. Even her lawyer comes up and says, hey, so you talked about the whole grabber by the pussy thing. He's like, well, that's what's, you know, it happens for stars. They, it happens, you know, for the last however many million years. 
And uh, he says, she's not my type. I'm not attracted to her. Wasn't attracted to her. Never met her. Don't even know her. And then, of course, the picture surfaces of her and there's Marla Maples, you know, Trump's wife at the time, you know, in the same picture. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I go, I I will take pictures with people this weekend. I I don't know why people want to take pictures with me, but they do. I mean, they just do. They come to a show and we hang out for a little while. And afterwards, they're like, can we get a picture with you? When I go out sometimes to dinner or I'm hanging out, sometimes people will walk up and they're like, hey, can we get a picture with you? And you know what? Sometimes, like years later, that picture will surface on Facebook where somebody says, the night I met Chad Prather, I don't remember that person. It happens so often. Now, I'm no Donald Trump. I am not Donald Trump. I can't imagine for the last, you know, 40 years how much Donald Trump has been approached for a picture or has been in a place where somebody snapped a picture or he's in somebody's presence. You know, the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing comes to mind. You're in the same place. You don't know everything about everybody. I mean, I've had Brian Slayton on this show. Brian Slayton just resigned and also today got dismissed from the Texas House of Representatives um, for some actions that he has done. And, and it's like, oh, am I, what, am I supposed to be guilty for having him on the show when I did, had no clue that, you know, what his future was going to hold? You know what I'm saying? It's happened. We've had people that, it turns out, weren't that great of people in, in the long run of some things that happened in their life. And it's not, a, you know, maybe they're a good person, maybe they're a bad person. Trump doesn't know. Nobody knows. It's not, you don't know. It's not in your human nature to know what somebody else is going to do or say or accuse you of in the future. I've taken pictures with literally thousands of people. I've been on podcasts. I've been on shows. I've, you know, I know people who have, have gone on to get arrested for committing crimes. Does that make me guilty of what they're doing? No, it doesn't. You just, you interact with humanity. There's 8 billion people on the planet. So when Trump says, I don't know this person, and then a picture emerges, that's not the gotcha moment that you thought it was. It's just simply not. You know, listen, I, I have had... Uh, relationships with women in my life. And this is where we're getting into dangerous ground. I'm going to go a little bit longer here. Go a little bit longer here. See, because the whole Me Too thing was about, you know, believe all women. And now we're in an age where we don't even know what a woman is, but believe all women, no matter what the accusation is. And you have to admit, there were some people who very much took advantage of that. And they made some accusations. Uh, the Blasey Ford lady with Brett Kavanaugh comes to mind, some others. And, you know, it's it's very sketchy just to say all these things about somebody. It always, if you noticed, and I want you, to, you guys to remember this clip because, hell, I may need it in the future one day. Because I always have stalkers of people accusing me of stuff. It always sounds bad when you say that someone else said something. So if I say to you, well, Chris said this. And I quote it off. You weren't there. You don't know the circumstance. You don't know the nuance. You don't know if it was hyperbole, humor, sarcasm. You don't know any of that. It's just, he said this. You read it in a quote, and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe somebody would say something like that. I mean, if you, if you read this show in a transcript, it would be a shit show. All right? It would be bad. Um, but I've had, you know, I've, I've been with women. I've dated women. 
I've had relationships with women. Believe it or not, um, it's been a few. <laughs> it, it's been a few, Chris. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I've had them that have come out and said, oh, my God, Chad's a horrible human being. Only because eventually I just said no. Or I just, we didn't have a relationship with each other, or we broke up, or we broke it off, and suddenly I became public enemy number one in your eyes, and you had to try to come vilify me and make me a horrible human being. Oh, he hurt me. He broke my heart. He was such an evil person. Ah! Well, I didn't steal from you. I didn't take anything from you. I didn't harass you. I didn't rape you. I didn't do anything that you weren't willing to do yourself consensually. But if you say those things out publicly, people are like, see, I told you he was an asshole. No, no, I mean, it's just really, really, that's just you deciding to victim, make somebody a victim that they're making already publicly and in their mind. See what I'm saying? The point is these accusation non-step nonsense has got to stop, but it won't ever stop. It won't ever stop because you have these people out there that just want to be victims and they want you to help build their notoriety by coming along and patting them on the back and saying, oh, we feel so sorry for your victimhood. We want to make sure that you're okay and you're elevating their platform through lies. Through lies, all because of secondhand information or quotes or anything else. And that's a lot of what's going on here with this Trump deal. That's real life, folks. See, that's the thing. That's what we have now that we have social media. Everybody's got a platform. Everybody's got some level of notoriety, and they can go out there and say any damn thing they want to say. They're not going to be checked for it. And by the way, this ain't about you having to prove your innocence. You're innocent until proven guilty. So the thing with E. Jean Carroll should not be Trump proving his innocence. She should have to prove that he did anything wrong to her. But that's the, that's the, see, that's the whole deal. The justice system has been turned upside down in America. All right. Uh, cleaning guns. It is a, uh, was that where we're at? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about barrel, buddy. Cleaning those guns, man, it's a dirty job. You got to do it, though. It is a integral part, an integral part of being a responsible gun owner. You've used the patches. You've used the ropes. Uh, all of that stuff gets messy. It doesn't get your gun very clean. I can get expensive, too, um, and I want to take care of my guns. They are an investment, and they're also tools, and I want to make sure they're taken care of. So my buddies over at Barrel Buddy, they uh, have these cool little, um, I don't know, man, they're polymers. It's like these pieces of foam that's really cool. They fill the interior of your gun barrel as you push them through there, and they clean even the rifling grooves, and they come in like seven different sizes, and they'll match any caliber firearm you have. And Barrel Buddy, it is. It's composed of the polymers that don't leave behind that residual particle, so it's safe. And uh, it cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates and absorbs the remaining residue, and it buffs the interior surface clean. So you can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning. Uh, it's an important part of being a responsible gun owner, cleaning your guns. Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept. It's a better way to take care of your firearm. So get some today, and I guarantee you'll love them. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's BarrelBuddy.com, and we'll be right back. Uh, tomorrow on the show, our friend Meg Riley is going to join us. Meg's got like, what, 2.2 million followers on TikTok? And uh, she's a cool girl. And <laughs> just tell you right now, she's older than she looks. She's older than she looks, guys. Um, 
<laughs> we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Reason I want to have her on, and uh, Chris made the connection there, and, and we've we've gotten connected. We have a lot of mutual friends, and um, yeah, I know her grandma. I know uh, <coughs> her. One of her best friends is a good friend of mine. Uh, we, we we know a lot of the same people, and um, her grandma don't even know I know her, but I know her uh, because of the uh, the quarter horse world, cutting horse world. And so, um, yeah, that's uh, she's cool. And, and the reason I want you guys to get to know her is because social media is a tool that uh, can be very dangerous. There's a lot of stuff going on online that uh, is, is supposed to be fun, right? It's supposed to be a fun deal, uh, but it, it seems like it's not anymore. So I'm excited to have her on, and um, you're going to enjoy that episode. I also uh, I saw that uh, old uh, Tucker Carlson – he said he's going to jump on Twitter for a while, and we'll see what that looks like. Um, uh, said he's going to continue his old show on Twitter, uh, which is uh, the, quote, only big platform that still allows free speech. So we'll see how that goes. And um, he, t- he said, you know, he, he had a great – if you haven't seen that video, go watch it in its entirety, talking about how you're being manipulated by the mainstream media. And uh, it's a it's a – it's a great video of him just being real honest about it. He says, you know, hey, you could be you could fact check these articles in these news stories and they'll check out. But it's the stuff they're leaving out. They're not giving you the full scope and the full range of um, of what's happening in the world around you. So excited to see what Tucker does. Uh, you know, CNN came out far right extremist. Tucker Carlson says on Twitter, oh, shut up. Oh, these people are morons. I'm telling you, they're just morons. Hey, guys, uh, I got online the other day, and I did a thing, uh, and I'll tell you about it. I want you to uh, picture for a minute what it would be like if all of a sudden the global medication supply chain of antibiotics just disappeared right before your eyes. Now, most of our medicine in this country is manufactured in places like India and China, and you can bet they're going to take care of their own needs first. So, What do you do when all of a sudden you or somebody you love needs an antibiotic and there simply aren't any to be had? Now, the answer is you should have a supply on hand in case of disaster. The Jace case from uh, Jace Medical is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses. You know, things like UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and a lot more. It's a great way to be ready for shortages, and it's perfect for traveling. In fact, I went online the other day, and I ordered a Jace case for myself. Listen, don't get caught unprepared. Go to Jace, that's J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Enter code C-H-A-D, I spell it Chad, at checkout. That's promo code Chad at J-A-S-E medical, jacemedical.com, and we will be right back. Yeah, all right, lots going on. Um, hope you guys survive it. Tomorrow is uh, tomorrow night's show in Kansas sold out. Inman, Kansas, Saturday night. Get your tickets. ChadPratherLive.com. And uh, follow me right there, at WatchChad on Twitter as well as Instagram. And uh, do what you got to do. We're putting more and more content on there, and it's uh, good stuff. It'll help keep you informed as well. Uh, don't forget, get your tickets for Wesley Chapel. That's right outside of uh, Tampa, Florida. Be there in two weeks. And then uh, Godly, Texas next week, as well as Cleburne. That's a secret show. Check it out. ChadPraytherLive.com. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Sign up. Be a part of the Blaze family. We're doing a lot of fun stuff around here. 
Going to have a lot of premium exclusive content coming out in the days ahead. If you say you believe and want to support independent broadcasting, that's your opportunity to do it. So save with that promo code CHAD. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I love you. Tomorrow we'll be hanging out with uh, our buddy Meg Riley. It's going to be a fun show. Do not miss it. We love you. God bless you. That's true. Steve Dace, Friday. We'll talk to you then. Bye.